Señoras y señores, happy Friday to all, guys. We finally made it. We are at the end of another week here. And welcome, everyone, to Oi in Philly Sports. I am your host, El Parcero Philly. This is your home where we cover everything in Philly sports. We talk about what you want to talk about. You are a sports fan of another team. It's okay. You're more than welcome here to, to, to hang out, to talk. Of course, it's a Friday night. It's a nice, chillax little Friday night uh, in Oi in Philly sports. It's a weird one, too. It was nice and sunny all day today. You look outside right now. I don't know where you guys are at, but you look outside in South Jersey. Uh, it is uh, pouring rain right now. Uh, we got some games tonight. Hopefully, those that same type of energy gets onto uh, our, our sporting events here tonight. But, of course, guys, uh, you know, let's, let's first – Want to say hello to everyone, whether you're coming from YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, no TikTok today. As uh, I actually am using my phone today as another screen. Uh, so right now I got the Sixers on my left on the cell phone. To the right of me, we got the Flyers. I'm really excited about the Flyers today, and I'll have to explain why in just a second. But yes, it's like the first time in a while I'm so excited about the Flyers. Uh, in a little bit, uh, depending on how these games go, I will be putting on the Phillies as well. Uh, so we have a we have a triple header tonight, a big triple header tonight for our Philadelphia sports, and we'll talk about it all. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode today. Uh, it was today. It was a busy day today. Uh, you know, it, it was uh, for me. It was Mother's Day and my dad's birthday, all in the same day. So I celebrated that all today. I uh, went out to a nice little lunch, hung out with the parents, hung out with the little brother. So uh, I'm ready. For, I, I, I was prepared. Got the mind ready. Just getting everything ready. Uh, that's, so if you saw my TikToks today, that is where all those TikToks came from. That came from Mama Dukes and Papa Dukes' house uh, in, in uh, South Jersey here. So. Yeah, a lot to get to tonight. We're going to get to all the Philly sports. Before we move forward, ladies and gentlemen, of course, do not forget to like and subscribe to this uh, on my on my YouTube channel. This is where you will find all the visual portions of Oi and Philly sports. And if you want to listen to this later on, I will have this up on wherever you listen to, to uh, excuse me to podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify. I, they have them all on there. You can listen to all. You can listen to all the episodes. Binge listen to them. Um, leave a little rate. I would, I would definitely mean the world to me. Definitely subscribe to there. Fade out. What is going on? Yo, what is happening? Fade out. I appreciate you coming on, Keith Hayes. What's going on, Keith? Keith, what do you think your cousin Kevin's going to do tonight, man? I'm looking forward to him. Hey, what's up, Snow Time? Welcome to Oi and Philly Sports. That is correct, my man. The yo train begins. Let's bring it on, man. Bring it on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to see my grandma in South Jersey tomorrow. Hey, okay, Logan, what part of South Jersey are we representing out here? Very nice, very nice. Of course, as we all we always start Oi in Philly sports, we always start off with the segment on what is on the mind of El Parcero Philly. That's me. I'm El Parcero Philly. <laughs> so today on my mind, um, really, as, as we get ready for the Sixers and the Pelicans tonight, it's about to begin in a little bit as we have the pregame show here. Um, I want to talk about Joel Embiid. It, it, it's very interesting to me because – in my lifetime, I've never seen a player come through Philadelphia as dominant as Joel Embiid. Literally, the man does everything on the basketball court that you can ask for. And the thing is, he's he's seven two, like 280, 260, 280 pounds, something like that. And it, what he does on the basketball court is absolutely remarkable. And we know he's in the MVP conversation, but for whatever – but, I mean, I'm not going to say for whatever reason because we really do know one of the reasons – the reason they're telling us and the reason they're making us believe why he will not be the MVP is because of the whole injuries, the games he has missed. Um, and, listen, it, for me, and I've talked about this plenty, I don't care if he wins the MVP or not. 
flat out, I don't care if Joel wins. I hope he doesn't win the MVP because you know why? Because the real trophy that we all should be wanting here in Philadelphia is not the MVP. It's the finals trophy. We got the MVP in 01. AI took care of that for us back in 2001. When some of you guys weren't even born and I was just a young, a young parcero, a young little pup, right? We got that. We got that back then. Now we want the finals. We don't care about the MVP. The MVP is really cool, and it's really cool to have an NBA MVP in your city on your team. But this city deserves an NBA final. Just imagine how crazy. Just to go a little bit, a little tiny bit off topic. Just imagine the city of Philadelphia, right? The Eagles was great. And that was the one trophy this city has never seen. And this city's still crazy about the birds. But I'm telling you, and just to use a, a, a term that's up to date, it's going to be the most lit-ass parade we have ever seen in Philadelphia. And I know I've I've heard all, all my Flyers people have told me all the stories of back in the 70s. The Broad Street Bullies had people in Philly doing some wild things. Okay, I understand all that. But when you just think about the type of the the the, the way the Sixers fan base is, it's a, it, it, to be honest, the fan base is a lot younger than, than most other fan bases. Basketball attracts a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of kids my age. I guess you can, I'll call myself a kid if you want. Twenty seven years old, I'm a kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, from my generation, the generation after me, basketball is really, really, really big. And depending on who you ask, it's bigger than than football. So, yeah, that Sixers parade is going to be wild. But it does raise the question, like, this is one of the tightest MVP races in, in, in recent time. And to me, if you're if we're being completely honest, no biases aside, I don't know how Joel Embiid is not the MVP of this season. Just the way you look at the Sixers when he's not on the court and you look at the Sixers when he's on the court, there is a complete difference. This Sixers team, if Joel Embiid was not on it, I think – it would be, you know, fighting for maybe an eighth, seventh seed. I guess now, you know, they would definitely be a playoff. They would be from 10 to 7. That's the type of team the Sixers would be if they didn't have Joel Embiid. But because he's on this team, they are the first seed. They are one of the NBA final favorites right now. So you have to keep that all in mind as a voter. Nikola Jokic, fine player, great player. But I do think that the Nuggets still could be a solid team if he's not out there now, they will be, they're going to be hurting in the playoffs because they don't have Jamal Murray. And we're going to see how much that is, that is definitely going to affect them. Jamal Murray is a closer. They don't really, I don't know if they have that close. Now, Michael Porter, like Michael Porter Jr. My, my dude is balling, balling out there in Denver, but Jamal Murray, man, that, that last year in the playoffs was nice. That was, that was a nice little playoffs here. So why, I mean, why is it, why is he not getting all the love though? Like people like to throw, throw him to the side. Um, You know, you don't, it, the thing is, to me, he is the best player in the NBA right now just because of what he does on the court. He doesn't get that type of love. Um, and it's weird because you look at even the jersey sales, like Joel Embiid's not even in the top 15 in the NBA jersey sales. That is wild to me. Now, it brings up two things. Now, the NBA, since the Sixers decided to go, it's, it really started when they hired Sam Hinkie. When the Sixers decided to hire Sam Hinkie as the general manager and they began the process when we were tanking and were one of the worst basketball teams for like four or five seasons, um, the NBA didn't like that. They really did not like that. They made it evident that they didn't like that to the point where they made us part ways with Sam Hinkie. Either he was going to get fired or Sam had to part ways, and that's what, what we, we saw that happen. He parted ways. 
one of the most sentimental letters I've ever seen <laughs> a, a fire GM in Philadelphia write. <laughs> I'll never forget that letter Sam Hickey wrote to the Sixers. Sixers Nation. Right. Ever since then, they they remember they they brought in Mark D'Antoni or Mike D'Antoni. Um, and, and they really made the Sixers stop doing this. And the Sixers eventually started signing free agents, man. Who here remembers the Jared Bayless signing? Oh my God. I, I don't even want to remember. I don't even want to remember that signing. It was just, a, it was a waste. It was a waste of money. Really what it, what it was. Luckily it wasn't that, that much, but you, you get the picture here. Um, so the NBA clearly does not like the Sixers from those process years, but there's the other, uh, component here where Joel Embiid, is 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 the most dominant player at a position that really was almost about to get obsolete if it wasn't for guys like Joe, guys like Nicola, right? Um, and there's always been that biases that like it's like the offensive line. Like we all know how important offensive linemen are, but that's never the sexiest pick. It's never the sexiest signing to sign or get in a good offensive lineman. And it's kind of the same thing in basketball. Like it's it it probably is beneficial to have a really good center, right? Either you draft one or, or you sign one, right? But it's never the sexiest position. Like he, he, even to even today, you look at the little league kid, these little league basketball leagues. Kids don't want to play center, and, and it's always it was always messed up because you always used to put the your biggest kid, like your chunkiest kid, will always be your center. And he's like, I want to be a guard. He, you know, you got little Johnny. You know, he's he's a little chunk of monk, and he wants to play guard. <laughs> he's wearing number two for Kyrie Irving, right? And, and and that's just how that's just the society we live in. These kids love guard play, good wingers. I won't just say guard play, just good wing players, guys who just shoot the ball from anywhere. It's that Steph Curry type of players. These these kids want John Morant jerseys. They want Dame jerseys. They they want Lamelo Ball jerseys now. These kids don't want Nikola Jokic jerseys. These kids don't want Joel Embiid jerseys. So although the league is getting younger, like as far as the interest around nationwide is getting a lot younger, yeah, it does it does hurt the center position. So it, it, it's some things that I want to bring up here because it is very interesting that, you know, I don't think it's a Philadelphia thing that Joel is getting. It may be a little bit of the Philadelphia thing, but I think – Part of it has to do with the process. Part of it has to do with his position. They're feeding us the whole playing thing. But if we're being honest and you look at the definition of the MVP, the most valuable player, how is it not Joel Embiid? The man does everything on the basketball court. And if he wasn't playing for the Sixers right now, the Sixers team would be god-awful. Okay? So I, I think if you are the NBA, you need to look at, at this award and ask yourself what do what are the credentials what are we awarding the mvp to what, what do you have to do to win this mvp award is it the best offensive player then name it the best offensive player because the last time i checked the lakers won last year not because not just solely because of offense obviously they have some good scorers that you I mean, you obviously need that but those guys played solid defense and this whole mantra that you need to outscore everyone to win in this league, nah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. And I think the Lakers are showing you that. I think the Sixers are about to show you in the playoffs. I think the Nuggets are going to get far just because of that defense. But you still need to play defense. And you shouldn't be awarding the MVP just because guys are scoring or putting up 30 and, and, and 15 a night. Hey, come on. Let, let, let's let's revisit this. Why are we giving out MVP awards? Why are we giving it out? That's all. That's all. That's all. I, that's all I have to say on that.
That's all I have to say on it. Hey, Lakewood and Toms River, Ocean County. Shouts to OC. It's a great area. I love Brick. I love the beaches out in Brick. Um, I was a big uh, Brick Beach 3 when I'm back in my, as I quote-unquote like to call the degenerate days, my, my big party days. But um, uh, these days, I really like Belmar uh, as a beach. Ocean Grove is pretty cool. Um, I think that's Monmouth, though. I don't think that's Ocean County. But still, Ocean County is some good spots. Um, Manasquan. No, Manasquan is the border of Ocean and Monmouth. But anyways, um, some good beaches out there. Very cool. Enjoy your time tomorrow. Say out, say hello to Grandma, man, or Nona, or Abuela, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> What's up, YT, man? What's going on? Boston sucks. No, I'm just kidding, man. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Logan, choo-choo train. What train are we hopping on? I don't understand. Yo, Andrew, what's going on, my man? Happy Friday. Welcome to Oi. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. Welcome all. Sixers are playing tonight. They are about to begin. Um, and they're also wearing the Boathouse Road jerseys. So, you know, they're kind of they, – they, they, they warmed up to me, guys. I, in the beginning of the season, I was one of the haters. Yes, I was one of the haters of the Boathouse Road jerseys. Just because black and Boathouse Row – black is a very fierce color. And obviously for a lot of Sixers fans, especially Sixers fans around my age, um, the black – us ai jersey era that was that to us is is elite stuff is elite status stuff so if you're going to revisit the elite jersey you come up with a dope idea wasn't a big fan of mixing it up with bowhouse row love the concept but i just wasn't a fan of the mixing the two things um but it's 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 uh it's slowly been been um, been warming up to me. But they're, they're going to play in that tonight, so they should come out ready to play. That We are playing the New Orleans Pelicans. If you remember the last time we faced off against the Pelicans, it didn't go so well in our favor, which we did lose. Um, I believe someone was – I don't think Joel Embiid was playing then. But obviously uh, we're going to be looking for a little revenge. Um, interested to see Zion against Joel. Uh, you know, the NBA likes to feed the stars to us the star powered in a league where we've been dealing with a lot of load management guys picking and choosing when they want to play. This is perfect. Absolutely perfect uh, here. So it should be an interesting game tonight. No Ferky. We won't be having for can cork mass. The cork moss will not be playing tonight. Again, he missed the, he missed our last game too. So he will be out, but yeah, just, just, just finish up these games. Um, uh, Brooklyn is about to just get them knock themselves out of the first the the first seed there. So uh, it's pretty much our it's we we control our destiny. So take care of business. Let's lock up this number one seed. Let's bring the Eastern Conference through Wells Fargo Center where it belongs. Let's get this done, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's move on here. I want to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies, ladies and gentlemen. Great week. A, a, a type of week, I don't want to get too crazy here, but a type of week where we could potentially, uh, we're talking about um, a week where it can kind of jumpstart the Phillies. Uh, the Phillies swept the Milwaukee Brewers. And kind of when I look at, look at it now, are the Milwaukee Brewers a type of team that maybe hoaxed us? Maybe they were a little bit of frauds? I'm just saying. It, it just We took care of business against those guys. It, it flat out. We swept them. Um, especially after uh, after last night, we, we completed the sweep. The four game, it wasn't a three game; it was four game sweep. That is pretty damn impressive. And for a team that hasn't gotten a sweep since the first series, this was huge. This was flat out huge. Last night, two two nothing win for the Philadelphia Phillies for the good, for the good old Fightings. Uh, big game by Zach Wheeler. A fantastic game uh, by Zach Wheeler. Now he almost had a perfect uh, complete game. Uh, or yeah, he, he almost completed the game back. It was the second start of the season against Atlanta. 
uh, where he went eight innings deep. I think he had like 13 or, or 11 strikeouts. It was something ridiculous. Well, he was able to complete it last night. Um, and shouts to Joe Girardi for allowing Wheeler to finish the game. He went nine innings, did the whole game. He was a no bitch on that night, as Anthony Tolliver's ringing the bell. He looks so unenthusiastic here. Um, I can't believe he got another contract. Um, so he went nine innings. He only allowed three hits. Uh, obviously, no earn, no runs at all. No earn runs, nothing. A, a shutout. This was a shutout and eight strikeouts. So pretty solid outing for Zach Wheeler. This is the type of stuff that we need from Wheels. Uh, listen, he's he's the number two. He is flat out the number two. And when this rotation, the top three, the big the big three of your rotation are doing what they're supposed to be doing every single night, if these guys can go six to seven innings deep every every five nights, then I really am feeling much better about the pitching. Because if you can go deep through six through six to seven innings every single start for these top three guys, um, I think we have enough arms to get the job done after that. And of course, Archie Bradley should be coming uh, eventually down the line. That black eye for Ben Simmons looks absolutely terrible. Um, but I, 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 I I'm gonna I feel much better now with the pitching than what I felt even last week or even two weeks ago. I, I feel that good about this this rotation. You're gonna get some arms back. Um the closer. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm good on, on Naris. Once Archie Bradley comes back, I think that um the Naris experiment might be going away. I'd rather I'd rather see what Archie can do as, as a closer. I think that Naris can be a perfect setup guy. I think he's a great eighth inning guy. He comes on in, gets it, gets the job done, sets this bad boy up for Archie Bradley, and you close out these wins. So tonight uh, we start a well. Let me, hold on, before I get to tonight, great, uh, great. The only run support, Alec Bohm, uh solo home run and a Reese Hoskins RBI double, and uh, that's all the runs you needed on that night. So tonight you start a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. You got the third starter, the third ace, as some like might like to say. Uh, Six is starting off early with the three. Um, I'm liking it. I'm liking it so far. Um, back to my point, Eflin, the third starter, going up against Charlie Morton. Perfect test for for Zach Eflin here. Really like this matchup here, and this is a perfect opportunity for Eflin to just keep that confidence boosting all the way up. Go all the way up. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, listen, to, to, to bring it back to the whole five for five Philly sports thing, man. Atlanta don't like us. Atlanta does not like us, and the only sport really where they have the advantage on us is this sport right here, baseball. They have the advantage on us right now. And listen, between the union and what's been going on with Gabriel Heinsohn, Jim Curtin, and sweep or kicking them out of the CONCACAF Champions League, obviously the Falcons uh, don't like the Eagles, you know, 2017 and 2004. And those Falcons fans still remember that. I'm sure they remember those days. Hawks and Sixers hasn't been really – the Hawks have been actually been having our number as of late. I'll give it to them. They've been giving us great games over the past couple seasons. Maybe – I'll say two seasons. And obviously, you know, RIP the Thrashers. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. It is a damn shame that the Thrashers are not here anymore. Atlanta, really? Atlanta, really? You guys really couldn't support a hockey team. Really? Really? No, no I, I won't – I won't, you know – kill them too much because the, the fact of the matter is that ownership was terrible. They really did not give a crap about the Thrashers. They were just like, we have a hockey team. Look at us. We got a hockey team in Atlanta. No one cares about us. We got a hockey team though. And it, and it was so dis despicable, man. So despicable. 
Um, the, the fact that the NHL, I don't want to get too far off here on this topic, but the fact that the NHL, right, they keep trying to feed, um, you know, the consumer, the Southern American markets, you know, your Arizona's, I, I shouldn't say Arizona, it's your Phoenix, um, your Dallas Stars, your, your, your Florida uh, Panthers, Atlanta Thrashers, RIP. Um, the Hurricanes, you know, have been coming up. The Hurricanes are having a moment right now, and they had the moment when Laviolette was there back in the early mid two thousands. But these these Southern franchises really don't do well. I mean, other than Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay's had so much success that it's easy to just follow that team. And it's one of the reasons why I just don't really uh, care for Batman. I, I think Gary Batman is a is a terrible commissioner. I think he's the worst. Out of all the leagues, yeah, worse than Roger Goodell. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely, definitely uh, interesting to see. So uh, I'm expecting big things there. They should be getting started in about 20 minutes. I want to say, obviously, you know, there's always a little, little staggering there. But um, yeah, should be, should be fun here. For series for the Phillies. Uh, make Phillies baseball fun. That's really all we want here. Summertime is coming around the corner. It's starting to get a little warmer. Obviously, right now it's pouring rain, so we can't, don't really, can't really enjoy it. Man, it's hitting season's getting here, man. And I can't wait to see Alec Boone back in Atlanta. I know I know Atlanta don't like Alec. I know he's public enemy number one. Hopefully he hits another homer, another solo homer like he did last night. Bing. Let's go, baby. Let us go here. All right, what you got what you guys got here for me? What you guys got here for me? Uh yo can okay. <clears throat> Bring back the the era of Jersey. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> I think it's very evident. Um, and if they and if the NBA would just take a page out of the MLS's book, if, if a lot of leagues would take pages out of the MLS book, these leagues would prosper a lot more. But anyways, so the MLS this year, a couple teams have decided to bring back a lot of retro stuff, stuff from the late '90s when the league started. And it's been selling like hotcakes, okay? The MLS jersey uh, sales have been going up through the roof since they've done all this. Take a page out of that, NBA. Uh, I know the Grizzlies have been giving back. Um, they're going back a little bit to their retro jerseys. But all these teams go back. Like us, obviously, yes, I want to see the black jerseys. Yes, I want to see those AI jerseys. I would love to see Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons in those jerseys. Um, but one jersey that really doesn't get talked about a lot now, back in like I believe the mid 90s, I want to say, or early 90s, sometime in the 90s, the Detroit Pistons decided to step away from their traditional red and blue jerseys and instead went with this teal looking colored jersey. And it was interesting because it had the piston, like, uh, like actual like horses, um, with the, with the little pipes coming from the ends. Uh, and it was like smoke coming out of it. It was like a little orange white. I used to have a Grant Hill jersey in the Pistons. It was it was a really nice look. Now I know Pistons fans really um, they feel connected with the red and blue, and I get it. Like the bad boy Piston teams, they really put those jerseys on the map. And I understand the connection with Detroit and those colors, but those teal ones were nice. And I think for a, a franchise like Detroit, that's going through it for, with it right now with the Pistons. Um, definitely go back to it. There's a couple, I mean, other ones that definitely, I mean, me even the, uh, the Lakers kind of have been going back to like the, the Showtime Lakers, the block, the block bubble. No, it's like a block actually. Three, it's like 3D, the, the numbers. 
Um, even the Phoenix Suns go. They've been go, they did the Valley, which kind of resembles like the Charles Barkley ones. But go back to straight Charles Barkley, or even better, go back to Steve. I think the Steve Nash ones were were not a lot more cleaner. Some of those two thousands ones were nice. The Timberwolves. I really like the the KG jerseys from back in the day. You had the little triangles on on like the 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 edges there. Like there's a bunch of other jerseys that these teams could take advantage of. I know the Hornets have been going back to the color, but you just go back to the old jerseys too. They they actually did bring back some of the pinstripes I saw. Um, but yeah, take advantage of it. I agree. I agree. Uh, that has to happen just now, then, uh, Logan, because in my readings when I was doing preparing my notes for tonight about an hour ago, uh, he was in the lineup. But thank you for letting me know. I do appreciate it, Logan. Uh, sweep. That's right. Sweep, 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 sweep. And shout out to the pandemic crew. I love so when so when there's a sweep at home, they'll they like the heckle a little bit. So Oscar from the pandemic crew, oh, I, I guess he'll like know uh, he'll know when like the Phillies are going for a sweep. So he'll bring the broom and keep it in his back of his car, and then he goes right to the to the away team's bus and he starts bringing out the broom and he starts sweeping. Out. <laughs> it's great. It's great, and it's it makes it's what makes Philly Philly, and that's why that's why I love it, man. Uh, social studies teacher went to the Phillies game yesterday. That's a good one to go to. She witnessed the, or he witnessed the Wheeler deal. And that was nice. Let's go Phillies. We're about to begin in a couple minutes. Let's go. That's right. Andrew Alanis sucks. Ian, great goal by, by Joel Farabee. Great goal by Joel Farabee. Let's finish the season off strong. It's crazy. This was a terrible year for the Flyers, but with Cam, Cam York, it's it is crazy. We are at it is as he's as he's on the ice right now, wearing number forty five. He's he's pairing up with Justin Braun tonight um, on that third pairing with the defense with the with the Flyers here. But um, listen, it was a terrible year, and it's crazy how a player like Cam York, a young kid who we listen, this kid might not be anything, but the, the potential with Cam York is making me excited about the Flyers. It's crazy to think that a young kid who hasn't played a single minute with the Flyers, can bring me joy this late in a terrible year with the Philadelphia Flyers. It looks like, uh, I guess the Caps got one. Goal Flyers. Let's go, Flyers. Let's go. Um, all right, let's move on. to let, let's, let's touch upon the Flyers real quick. So obviously Cam York is debuting tonight. Um, before I dive into it, I'll bring you on. You got, now you can hop on here. Five minutes. Give me your comments, your concerns, whatever you want to talk about. So I'll leave it on there. Uh, once we get through all that we want, want to talk about today, about to get into the Flyers. We still got the Union, and we also got the Eagles. Some Eagles stuff to get to as well. Uh, but with the Flyers, obviously playing right now, one nothing uh, lead over. Yeah, you know, Cam York looks like a hockey player. He's got that little little porn porn stash there. Um, but this is a this is a game where. Obviously, not nothing really to play for for the Flyers, but for the Capitals, they just came from a hard series with the Rangers there, and uh, the the fireworks were in the Garden for sure. Obviously, Tom Wilson, a lot of talk on him, um, a little cheap shot on Panarin. He was acting wild as hell, really reckless uh, last night against the Rangers, and he's public enemy number one. We'll see what happens tonight. Sam Moran seemed like he had some words for. Uh, for Tom Wilson, but oh yeah, that's a kick. Yeah, that got kicked in. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued with this Flyers team has. Um, I'm I'm starting to wonder if Vigneault is the right guy for this team. To be honest with you guys, the other night, you know, obviously the Flyers have been bad, and it was like I think it was like after another loss, someone asked Vigneault, uh, or no, Vigneault actually said to the reporter, "I know what's wrong with this team." 
Vigneault knows what's wrong with this team, but he stated that he's going to address the problem with the Flyers after the season. Now, the Flyers are out of the playoffs, right? Like, there's nothing else to play for for the Flyers. So what it possibly do, do you need to hide that, that you can't say it right now? Unless there's going to be a big overhaul in this team. Something tells me that Vigneault is not going to leave. But to me, if you lose a team, if you lose a locker room or dressing room, whatever you want to call it, I think those are means of firing. Honestly, you should, you, how do you lose a locker room? I think Doug Peterson lost the locker room last year. That's, that, that is controversial. That is debatable. But I think that from certain things that I saw, the locker room deteriorated with Philadelphia this past year with the Eagles. Obviously, winning helps a lot, but when you don't win, those those flaws start becoming noticeable, right? So, uh, to me, I'm not real. I think Vigneault might not be the guy for this job, but I understand if the Flyers do keep him here, I'm not going to be. I'm not one of these guys that's saying fire Vigneault. The hashtag fire Vigneault. I'm not one of those guys, but um, I'm still. I'm questioning. I'm questioning. However, obviously, the Vigneault's track record does give a little leeway. I mean, the guy did take two other franchises to Stanley Cups, and uh, I mean, he ran into a good Boston Bruins team, and he ran into a good LA Kings team that won multiple cups in that era. Um, so I think he gets a little bit of leeway, but I, I am intrigued. I feel like that type of quote, that type of statement is kind of in the means of saying that there might be an overhaul with this team. The problem could be the players pretty much. It seems like these, some of these players seem like they haven't bought in to be honest with you. As they're showing Joel Farabee. Yeah, Joel Farabee, he started off really good this year and then kind of went cold in the second half. And But I still think he's part of the future. He, he has to be an integral part of the core of this team. Him and Konechny, who shouts to, yeah, shouts to Konechny. Yeah, our, boy, our boy TK got engaged, guys. TK is uh, off, the, he's off the market. Shouts to TK. Shouts to TK. But, uh, no, nah, it's... Uh, It'll, it's we'll see what happens here. Hopefully we get some fireworks. I mean, the Capitals, man, starting beef with everybody, and the playoffs aren't even here yet. Damn, man, keep the fighting for the playoffs. Sheesh, dude. I appreciate that, Kyle. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, with lunch with mom and dad. Mom's mo- mo- celebrating mom's Mother's Day. Obviously, um, not sure where I'll be Sunday, but uh, obviously celebrating that. Um, my dad's birthday is next week as well. I'm going to Colorado. Yeah, so guys, give you a heads up next week. Uh, I don't know how much uh, OE I'm going to be doing, but next Wednesday I'll be going on vacation for a week, uh, living like Kyle Carberry. <laughs> Just kidding. Kyle, Kyle is literally – he's he's not King Kyle. He's Kyle International. That's what we need to call him, Kyle INT, because he is he's all over the place. One one minute he's down the Jersey Shore. Next minute he's in Peru. Next minute he's – He's in Utah. Next minute, he's in Egypt. Like, it's crazy. I love it. I'm here for it. Shouts to King Kyle. Um, but, yeah, I will be taking a very much-needed vacation. I can't wait to just relax and check out some some nature, some hiking and whatnot. But, yeah. Uh, so, with the with the, uh, with the the Philadelphia Union here, uh, today we they were in the spotlight again. If you haven't been following the drama that's been Jim Kirchin, Curtin and Gabriel Heinz of Atlanta United, you've really been doing yourself a disservice because, oh, my God, fireworks back and forth, jabs back and forth. It's stuff that's going to make the MLS 
entertaining as hell. I don't care your stance on MLS. You got two guys going back at it. I cannot wait until Philly plays Atlanta again. Oh my god! So obviously, uh, what was it after the game after the match on Tuesday? Jim Curtin in the press conference kind of explained what went down after the match, the the exchange between Jimmy and and Gabriel, and it was not pretty. Uh, there's there's images. I have a whole TikTok on it, but in the press conference, Jim was kind of defending himself and explaining kind of what happened. <laughs> and obviously there, there was the whole uh he's being a sore loser and an asshole and and uh, i'm a, and jim uh, he, he stated it perfectly at some point you're just not going to take it anymore like you're not like a- after a certain amount of time after a certain amount of crap there's only so much crap someone can take and jim was sticking up for himself and that right there is why we love Jim freaking Curtin. Ah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So today uh, in Atlanta United's press conference preparing for their next matchup, which I don't even know who they're playing next, Gabriel was asked a question about what his thoughts were on Jim. Uh, it, it, was a, some, it was some snarky stuff that he was said, it was kind of saying um, along those lines. Now, I want to pull them up so I can give you guys the exact um, quotations that he wanted to, to put out there, but... It just kind of sounded like something a snarky type of dude would say. So from uh, Felipe Cardenas, uh, who I've known for a while. I don't know him personally, but I've seen his stuff for over a while. I think he covers a lot of Atlanta stuff. Uh, but he, he put up, a, he put out a, a, a quote that Gabriel said in today's press conference, and one of it said, I say what I feel to someone's face. I don't need that press to send that message. That was one of the things that was discussed by Gabriel Heinze. I want to see if Felipe has anything else. He does not. Of course he does not. Wait, maybe it's on his page. He's a good one. He's a staff writer for The Athletic covering uh, Atlanta United for the, uh, well, I guess it's just MLS soccer in general. But, um, okay, so so here's the full here's the full stuff. So, first of all, first of all I, if I have something to say, I'll look that person in the eyes and say, I don't need the press to send messages to anyone. Regarding the issue about not knowing how to lose, I know the situations perfectly well. I've won and I've lost a lot. Clearly, Curtin doesn't know me. Regarding not shaking his hand, I was lucky enough to have a mother and a father who taught me about respect. If he felt that way, I'd like to apologize to him. I, <laughs> I congratulate him because he has done incredibly well in advance in the next round. I wish him and his team the very best. Now, I'm being completely honest with you. It sounds like someone is still a little – I sense a little saltiness in there. Okay, I still sense the Mortons in there. Okay, um, but the whole thing about res- regarding the not shaking his hand—if if I was lucky enough to have a mother and a father who taught me about respect, Papa, I have a, I have Latino parents who taught me about respect as well. And regardless if I win or lose, I'm going to shake my opponent's hand. It's like basic sportsmanship. And I and listen, I have my thoughts about Argentinian soccer. I, I know a thing or two about Argentinian soccer. I don't agree with some of the things, the mentality of the Argentinian soccer uh, player, coach, or whatever. Okay, but at the end of the day, you, you that you kind of contradicted yourself. Shaking your hand, shaking your opponent's hand, is the sign of respect. It's like the international sign of respect. I'm sure you've shaken plenty of coaches' hands. So Gabriel Heinze. Lane United over the past two weeks have put themselves on the map as looking like a bunch of crybabies, man. So it's it's just crazy to me to think that 
there's people still complaining about this. Like, come on. Like, come on. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. But I, I wanted to bring that up because it was funny. It was absolutely hilarious <laughs> that uh, that uh, this is still going on. It was it was uh, it was it was pretty funny there. So uh, uh, Union also are preparing for MLS play as well. Uh, we got the Chicago Fire tomorrow. We'll be in Soldier Field. Yes, the same Soldier Field where the Chicago Bears play. The Union will be playing there against the Chicago Fire. And I'll be honest with you, this has to be a game where the Union just catch up and make up some points. All right. So one point through three matches in MLS play, not that good. You can't really be mad at it because the Union are in the semifinals of a of the CONCACAF Champions League. It's kind of a big deal, right? Um, so to, tomorrow, it, 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 it needs to be three points. It flat out needs to be three points. This is a Chicago Fire team who mentally are not strong. Uh, I've seen this team go 2-0 against New England to, to just tie 2-0 against New England, right? Um, I... I I see. I saw them blow a game against the Red Bull. Like, what the hell, right? Uh, so tomorrow needs to be three points for the Philadelphia Union. It has to be. Just play your game. You play your game. Take it to Chicago. Chicago cannot keep up with the Philly style play. It cannot. So you got to take care of business there. You absolutely have to take care. Take care of business there. Crazy Reese, what is going on, my man? What's going on? Excuse me. Uh, not much, man. Pretty much talking about the Philly sweep, getting ready for the Braves. Uh, I mean, we got Flyers up one nothing right now. They're they're playing really well against the Washington Capitals. Obviously, we're all talking about Cam York's debut. Uh, really, that's what we're all excited about. I don't even care about the final result. I just want to see Cam York play out here. I want to see if we have a future defenseman here, so that way we can go into next year. You got Provi, you got Cam York. You got Sandheim and Myers. You know, I think they're still salvageable. You just got to find two more defensemen, and I like it next year. I don't, I don't think this team is in a terrible, terrible spot, as I predicted. The offense does need to be fixed. That is a fact. That is a clear fact. Um, uh, Heinze and, and Kurt in part three. It's been it's been great between those two. Um, and, the, and the Sixers are currently playing right now against the Pelicans. Uh, Zion Williamson, a late-game scratch. They're showing George Hill right now. I'm um, trying to get the score here for you, buddy, but uh, I will get to you that in a second. They're still doing a little timeout stuff, man. Um, who do you think will uh, going to fill in for Martinez tomorrow? Uh, I th I could see Jim going back to Leon. Leon did a fantastic job on Tuesday playing as at six. I would like to see Jamiro get some rest. I would all be awesome if Allie can get some rest too, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, so. I believe your goalie is going to obviously be Andre. Uh, I think your back line will be Kai. I would like to see Stuart Finlay get a start here. Um, I, I think he's still got good. I think he's perfect. I think he's good enough to play uh, for this team. I mean, the kid came from Kel Kilmernack in, in the Scottish Premiership. Like, he's good enough to play in the MLS. So I would like to see him I, maybe give Jakob some rest because he's been balling out. And shouts to Jamiro and Jakob who made the CONCACAF Champions League uh, starting 11 for the week. Let's freaking go, right? I think the midfield, though, I we could see uh, – I want to see Jamiro get rest. But, damn, I don't know if we can have another option there. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to go the same midfield, to be honest with you guys. Um, only because Ed Brujo's out 
if he was in there, you could put him there. Leon back at left. You could put Font at the tip. But I think you're going to see Jameer at the left. You're going to see Leon at the six. We'll see Ali at the right. And then you'll see um, Ant at the, at the tip of the diamond. I, you could see Casper, maybe Corey. I could see Corey. This could be a spot where Corey starts here, gives Sergio a little rest as they're showing the Tom Wilson cheap shot on Panarin. Yo, everyone taking cheap shots at Panarin this year, man. I hate the Rangers, but that's not cool. Flat out, that was not. And Tom Wilson, man, I'm sorry I'm going to use the word, but he was being a little bitch for that one, guys. Flat out, he's gonna be, he was a little bitch for that one. Appreciate that, Logan. Let me uh, let me change this up here because uh, it's 28-19 right now with the Sixers. And I'm sorry, uh, but right now for me, the Sixers uh, are – wait, what? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I not get the Phillies on here? What's going on here, guys? Logan, how are you watching the game, man? Because it's showing that I don't have it. Unless – let me check again. That's weird. Why wouldn't I get the Phillies game – Maybe this regional no, because this regional coverage says the Yankees. I don't want to watch the Yankees. Who wants to watch the Yankees? All right, let me check that. It's on CW, like like PHL seventeen. Oh, dude, I don't got that. What the fudge? Come on, come on, man. Do I have that? Oh, nah. I have this. Wait, I have the CW. You sure? I'm not watching Family Feud. Come on. Come on, Logan. Do I have PHL 17? This is crazy. Are you serious? I was so looking forward to watching Phillies baseball today, too. Oh, dude. Currently watching. All right, we'll see what this is. Uh, Segura single. Let's go. We'll keep keep have keep bringing this man. Keep bringing this man. Uh, what's going on? The nest out west with Philly with the uh, foothills. What's going on, man? I'm an Eagles fan. Just checking in. If you if you like good Eagles content on YouTube, come check out the nest out west with Philly. I definitely will, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Go birds. Go birds. Uh, speaking of which, with the birds, I mean, listen, uh, guys, be honest. Did everyone? Did anyone hear that Howie Roseman uh, interview with John Clark the other day? Dude, what the hell, Howie? Like, how do you not be as transparent as possible with your whole scouting team? Like, how does that even happen? Like, how is it that your 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 scouting team doesn't know about psychological tests you've done, physical tests, all that? How do they not know what you know? These guys, this is their job. They pick out talent for you to pick for this team. That's why I told you guys that. Listen, I, I I'm I'm happy that Howie listened to a big board. I think that the, this Eagles team needed to do that. But again, I just don't trust Howie's big board. So I mean, I, I don't know, man. And it sucks because honestly, this offense kind of excites the crap out of me. I'm being dead serious. I think this offense is going to be fun. Now I don't want it to bite me in the butt, but. I look at Jalen Hurts, I see a leader, a flat-out leader. His athleticism is going to help him in his early years. I, I, I think his arm is strong enough. I am concerned about the accuracy, though, and I agree with you. I feel like his decision-making is just going to keep getting better. But I do think that if you put a good team around Jalen Hurts, he can do some damage for you. 
I don't think he's an elite. I, I don't think his ceiling is an elite quarterback. But I think it's a quarterback that can get just get the job done. Now the question is, is it good enough to win a Super Bowl? But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But still, I, I like the thought of Devonta Smith. And I think Rager and just just like just the fact that Sirianni is a receiver dude. With Rager, I think that Ray, he's going to get the maximum potential out of Rager. I'm, I'm, I'm love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to love it with Devontae Smith. I think this offense is going to be suitable for receivers. The way that I see um, Sirianni just moving these guys everywhere, putting them in different positions to create different mes- mismatches. I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to love it. I'm going to love it. Defense still a question mark, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, listen, treat this Eagles season like the Union Concacaf Champions League. Just enjoy the ride. Don't have go. Don't go in with any expectations, because you'll drive yourself up a freaking wall. Don't do that to yourself, Bobby. Don't do that to yourself. Okay, just enjoy the ride. I think this is gonna be some fun Eagles football, Eagles offense. I don't know about the. De- I really don't know about the defense. I really don't. I still think there's a big glaring hole at, at this at the other starting spot at, at corner, and I'm not sold on these linebackers. That's just me. But yeah, I'm excited for this team. I mean, is, is it wrong of me to be excited for the Eagles offense? Is it weird? Because I know everyone's saying, like, this Eagles team's going to be trash. Like, this team's going to be four-win team. There's some people who don't think this team can win four or five games. I think this team could be a, a thorn in some people's sides. Me, personally, with ex- realistic expectations, I could see this Eagles team being a maximum, maximum seven-win team. Maximum seven wins. I think they can. I see this team starting off hot. I see the team starting off hot, being one of those like end of September, like mid October, they're in first place. I could see that, and then they just fall apart because it's still really young. And you know, when you have good, when you have young teams with some good young talent, they go through growing pains. You're gonna lose those close games because they're learning. Seriani's also learning as well. This is the season. Make those mistakes. Take those risks. Trial and error, my guys. Have fun. We'll see. Ha- we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. All right. So let's see what. We'll see what you guys are updating me because I obviously. The problem is Logan. They're putting. I have YouTube TV on the CW. They are playing Family Feud, and I'm not even joking with you. Unless I didn't click on it. It's just the thing said. Let me see. Yeah, it's showing me Family. I don't want to see Steve Harvey. Can't even. Can't even name the right winner. Uh, let me see here. Nah, that's rough, dude. That's really rough. All right, that is what it is, guys. So keep sending me those uh, updates, guys. I'm going to put back on the Sixers for now. That sucks. I never really wanted to watch the Phillies tonight. First time we get this. Like, I feel like this is the strongest lineup. Um, I mean, obviously, other than center field. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's rough. That's rough. Uh, Odubel did something. Speaking of what? I just, I literally was just talking crap. I literally was just talking crap. Odubel three run home run shot. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. What's the score now, guys? Let's see. Uh, six to nothing. Let's go. We're putting this bacon on Atlanta, baby. Let's go. Ah, I love doing that, Atlanta. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Okay. 
Eflin is up before he even pitched. Let's go. Let's go. Third division, boys. No, let me, let me chill. It's still really early. It's still really early. All right, guys. <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see it. I can't even watch it, which sucks. But, hey, uh, Sixers are winning. Uh, Flyers are frozen. Flyers are winning, though. Let's go. It's a good Philly sports night. All right, let's get you guys on here. I want to know what you guys want to say here. Uh, but first, we got to go to oh, we got to go to enemy lines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start off with he's go, he's representing his New England Revolution tonight. Yes, sir. We just got to get you that Revs hat, my dude. Hey, coming soon. Coming. <laughs> you sound like a rapper. Yo, mixtape coming soon. Go Revs. <laughs> Speaking about rappers, Jake Cole's releasing an album. I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait, dude. Yo, it's going to go number one. I love J. Cole. love J. Cole, dude. Have okay. you listened to his song he released yesterday? Wait, Interlude? I have not. Yeah. I, I, I saw I it. it. I listened to it, like, on repeat in class. Hey. See, dude, that's, that is – you know what? That's hilarious to me. But I saw um, it reached number one on Apple Music for as much as, as far as streams goes. Uh, it's so funny because when I was in high school, dude, I was bumping J. Cole in my, in my ears too, man. That's so funny. That's so funny. I, I listen to J. Cole and also listen to Joyner Lucas. He's, he's uh, See, I know why you listen to Joyner Lucas. Nah, but he's very underrated as well. He is. People say he's not underrated. but Why he, does he not get he, love? I don't know why. He has – he's he's good. He literally kills any type of flow. Like, he can get on – like, he did a song with Eminem. That's when I first found out about him. Destroyed that song. I first um, found out him when he released, I think – it wasn't Evolution. I think he released – I was watching Reaction, some reaction channel. They were reacting to him. That's the first time I found out. Hey. Okay. 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 It was like, I think – can't remember, but it was a long time ago. What about Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick. He needs to release stuff. Yes, yes. He was another. So, him, Kendrick, Meek Mill, J. Cole, Big Sean. Um, those are guys that was bumping a lot in high school. Um, to party, we'd always put on Mac Miller and Wiz Khalifa, like all the Pittsburgh kids, and you just knew how to party. So we just we just would play their music. Um, but nah, dude. It, so not to get off topic, I just love having hip hop conversations. So, what do you, do you like this new generation, the mumble rap? Depends on who it is. Um. So like a uh, so okay. So Playboy Cardi. Play- twenty eighteen Playboy Cardi, not twenty twenty. That was an interesting album. I really didn't mess with it that much. Some of them were like oh, cool, but it was something. It's weird. I don't know if it like it's it, it's just it was something about his music would just cultivate me. It was the rhythm, um, his flow. Even though you can't understand what he's saying, but what about Lil Uzi? Losey, I listen to him sometimes, but it's crazy because some kid, there's kids who love the mumble rap, but they won't mess with the old heads. They won't even mess with like Nas or Jay Z. Wow, Jay Z, that DJ Khaled Jay Z song with Nas. Yeah, I mean anything Jay Z is pretty fire. I mean those guys had lyrics, but those guys could make a dope song while telling you a story that you could just go like, wow, and that's what's missing in today's era. But to me, I love every era of hip. I just love hip hop. I I can find an appreciation with today. I can find appreciation from stuff in the eighties. I can find appreciation from the eighties. There you go, man. 
There you go. What, what do you what do you want to talk about today? We got off the hip. We got on the hip hop talk here. What's going Let's on in your go. sports world? The Reds versus um Union. Mm-hmm. You're ready for next? You, dude. You know you got a game like this weekend, right? I know. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm excited for the Union. You're game. ready for excited for the? I got you. Oh, the Capitals scored, tied up the things uh, down in DC. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys look pretty solid this year. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I, people are healthy, which is obviously gonna help you. I'm just a little worried about the Union's play in MLS. You know, they played a lot of soccer already this year because of Champions League. But tomorrow for the or for the Union, they would play Chicago. There's no excuse. You gotta get the win. You have to. I'm surprised we beat Atlanta. To be honest, I was talking all this stuff. They are going through. I don't know what's going on, Atlanta. I honestly, I don't know what's going on, Atlanta, man. When, if people don't know, when you hit 1,200 on Instagram, I was the first one to make a video. Yes, I appreciated that, man. I, I, I messaged you. I said, congrats. I was Thank you so much, my man. Happened. Thank I really appreciate that, my man. Listen, um, for me, <laughs> the followers, it is what it is. Like, I really – like, I appreciate people actually like the content. And you are a Boston guy. You're a Boston guy through and through, and we, we respect you for that. But <laughs> the love, man, I appreciate it, man. I really do, man. We're, we, we want this to be – this want, want this to be an open spot. We like, like like I said, we can talk about whatever you want, and I'm I'm down to learn as well. That's what it's about. Even if you hate Boston, you respect the fans. Exactly, and that's that's the beauty of it. That is the absolute. Unless beauty the fans it. do something messed up. What's up? Unless one fan does something messed up. Right, right. <laughs> what now? When when it when it's game time, it's a different story. But after yeah. that, we're good, bro. We're definitely game good, time. We we don't like each other after game time. We like we like each other. <laughs> Amen. 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 All right. Well, listen, man, you enjoy your weekend. Who the Red Sox got this weekend? I think we play the Orioles. Ooh. We, oh, no, it's delayed today. Uh, that still should be a good series. You guys always get, You guys always have a good series with them. Not beginning. I know of you year. don't enjoy it, but as a, as a baseball guy, it's fun. Not beginning watch. of the year. <laughs> All right. You guys are still in first, right? Yeah, beginning of the year we went zero and three, and then we went nine and three. All listen, all it takes is one good week. That's all it takes. Yeah, that should have how that's how it should have went last year. I hear you. We man. won our first game, then we lost a lot. Mm, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Listen, go Revs, X Man. We'll talk. We'll talk to you next week. You enjoy your weekend, all right, my man. Peace out. Stay out of trouble. All right, all right. see you, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's move on here. Let's bring on my man. My man, Mike. Snow time, Mike. What's going on, Mike? How you doing? Welcome to OI. So, you ready? Not much, man. What's going on? Union match day. Let's go, man. I'm excited. More Union soccer. Hey, listen, you miss, if you miss Union soccer, you're getting your money's worth this this with the with this season, you got a lot of union soccer going on, man. Yeah. How do you feel about tomorrow's match? So what I see going into this game, they haven't been performing good. Only one point out of three games, not that right. good to begin the season. Right. So what I see here is they're gonna try so mm-hmm. hard to get the win, and they're eventually gonna find a win. But I feel like it's going to be a 1 1 draw because I don't feel like they have that chemistry right now. Um, 
Who, who are you talking about? Chicago or Philly? Uh, Philly. Philly. So here's a, here's here's what I'm seeing out there in MLS play. So I feel like you have to give in consideration the amount of games these guys have played. They played more games than most MLS teams. The only the only teams that have played as much as the Union are Toronto, Columbus, Portland, and Atlanta. That's it. So every those five teams are kind of all on the same boat, but that's kind of not excusable. Like that's that's something you got to plan for. You got to deal with same way. Like in Europe, Man City and Chelsea got to deal with that type of schedule as well. So for the Union last Saturday, it, it, it's it, it was going downhill right from the jump. Like first minute, you get a, a Medina or no, who was it? Someone the first minute NYCFC had an opportunity, and Andre Blake had to make a big save just right off the bat. And then you know a couple minutes later, uh, they get the goal. And then 10 minutes or eight minutes later, El Brujo gets the red card. And right after that, it was done. There was no way. Um, they, you know, tactics had to change up for the union. Uh, New York was just pressing all, all match long. Glasses has a, has a, a, a folly and, and gives the ball away to Castellanos. And, oh, man, I hate that dude. Oh, my God, I hate that dude. Um, but, yeah, it's it just it, – it was it, – it's just been rough so far. But – Tomorrow, to me, Mike, to be honest with you, no excuses. you got to get the W. Like, you have to get those three points. This is a Chicago Fire team who I feel like mentally they lack that mental strength. These guys don't finish. Um, I don't think they're confident in themselves. If you go in there and play your game, right, that physical union style of soccer, there's no way you can't walk out of Soldier Field with three points, my man. Yes, I've been seeing – when I saw the Atlanta game, I want the same chemistry from that. I want goals from the first leg game. Away, sometimes away games always like strikes better than home games. Right, right. So I think Union have to go out. They're gonna have to play out. I feel like they should start Sancho on top with uh, some other players, and then. They can get like counterattacks, and then we can get the goals that we need, and then we can get the three points that oh, yeah. they, they, oh, yeah. they should deserve. I listen. I, I think that's the key right there. I think a lot of those goals you'll see tomorrow will come off that counterattack. It's got to come to play. You got to bring that high press, union high, uh, um, high press. So uh, that definitely has to work. I I feel like to me, I feel like we'll see um, Corey. I feel like we're going to see Corey up top to start this match here. Unfortunately, because of the Brujo um, suspension, you're going to have to go to see midfield, to be honest with you. So I think you're going to see Jamiro at the left. Then you'll see Leon at the six, Ali at the right, Anthony Fontana at the tip of the diamond. Um, but, yeah, that's fine. You know, but give those guys some rest. You know, Jack McGlynn, uh, I want to see I want to see some of these young kids. I think tomorrow could be an opportunity. If the Union get up early enough, you could try. You could try out some of those young kids. Trot out a a Jack. Trot out a Quinn Sullivan, Cole Turner. They're still putting packs and errands in. The, they're keeping them in the bubble wrap. Which whatever, that's fine. You know. Uh, but yeah, you want to see some of those kids tomorrow. Yes. So we hope the three points come tomorrow. Blarge yes, are tied at one. I don't know what went wrong with them. Yeah, man, it's a tough. It, listen, it's still it's still the Flyers. Obviously, we're excited because of Cam York, but man, oh man, it's it's they they still have the same problems. And Capitals too, they they they're fired up. Yeah, I don't know, they're just fired up. Like especially after that Rangers crap last night, like they're 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 ready to go. Absolutely ready to yeah. go. 
Mike, let me ask you something because today what's what was on my mind, and you're 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 a big Philly sports fan, so I feel like Joel is not getting his love. Joel Embiid, league wide, yeah. I don't feel like he's not getting his love. Why do you think that is? I think that people are saying he gets hurt too much. Okay. And I feel like after that injury, he like kind of got injured a little. Like he mm. got out of shape. So then he would have put too much points, but Embiid still got to see what he'd done before his injuries. And we hope he can come back even more stronger. But I still love his play right now. Right, right, right. But the thing, the thing is, to me, Mike, like, wouldn't you say the MVP is the award for overall the best player? So when I look at the Sixers, right? If Joel Embiid's not on the court, I think that's a a like a eight seed playoff team. This season, maybe ninth seed, right? Because you have like the three extra spot or two extra spots. But to me, they're like a borderline playoff team. And when he's in there, it's obvious to I me mean, they're the first place team in the East for a reason. So that alone, I understand the games he is missing. Most seasons that would affect you in the long run. But I feel like you we've seen it. Joel is the most valuable player for his team and on the league. No one does what Joel does either, right? So I'm just that's just so curious. I, I'm cool with him not winning. Don't get me wrong. I think that's perfect for him to be motivated going to the playoffs. But it's just so weird. And also, Mike, so you're obviously on the younger side, right? What I've noticed a lot about the younger kids when it comes to basketball, a lot of the younger kids love the guard play. They like the wing players, the guys who shoot the threes from anywhere, the scorers. Do you think any of the, like that has something to do with it as well? So what I think about uh, like the positions and like how I feel like, I like center a lot. Like one time, actually today I went in person school and I was putting and I was put center. Like I love the position. I like center more than like. Than Look at you, Mike. You got those JoJo moves? <laughs> no, not not right now. <laughs> Keep practicing, Mike. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we just had to see. It's obviously that guards get a lot of get a lot of uh, love, a lot of love, and like the forwards, cause they they're those people that shoot threes that make those plays. But what they don't they see is when the when they don't have someone to rebound, they're like the forwards and the guards do not do nothing, and it's all down to the center. So they don't not see they don't see what the center has done for them. Right, and they just focus more on the three pointers than some important twos. Yeah, man. I listen at, at the end of the day. Like, uh, so I, the way I compared it is, um, you don't always need a g- good center play, but it really helps, and it's kind of the same thing in football, right? Like, it, it, you don't always need a like a really good offensive line, but it really freaking helps, right? And it's not always a sexy pick. It's not always a sexy signing. But you got a difference maker at either of those positions in either of those sports. It's really helpful and beneficial. And we'll see how these playoffs go. But there's a possibility that Joel clear is puts the stamping and marks it that he revives the center position. And you can win finals with a, with a dominant center. 
just like back in the day. I mean, obviously, I think Timmy Boy was probably the last of that great center position. But you obviously Shaq, you had the Dave, uh, Dave Robertson, you had Hakeem Olajuwon, Kareem Abdul, I keep going. But I think that he deserves to win the MVP. But again, I'll be okay if he doesn't win it, man. Yeah. All right. I'll catch you someday, uh, Union, for the win tomorrow. Yes, Two, yes. Three, six nil up, end of the first. Let's go. That's a great, great way to start so it. Far. Yes. Uh, we'll see about one hit. What's up? Has only allowed one hit. Which uh, in the first good. one hit. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And the Brave Stadium is packed. I obviously Georgia allowing full stadium capacity now. So a little yeah. bit of an advantage there. But yeah, Mike, oh, uh, there might be a stream tomorrow for for the match. I'll definitely stay tuned for that. Maybe. That's a maybe. Uh definitely. If not, we'll be back on Monday doing another episode. All right, my man? Yeah. All right. I'll catch you later. See you, Mike. Thank you so much. All right. That's right. So let's go. Everyone's excited. Let's go, Phillies. Hey, good night. Good night. Anytime you take it to Atlanta, it's a good night. Excuse me. All right, let's move on now to my man, Mr. Ian Fitzmeyer. What's going on? Welcome to Oi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, man. Good. It's another great. It's a. It's a great. It's a good night for a good day for Philly sports fans, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's so far pretty good. But I hit it on your um the reversers like with MLS. NHL did do that. Let's not forget that. Even Vegas, I gotta admit, Vegas that's a good jersey that they have for their retro jersey. Which one? I'm sorry. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, if you look up their uh, reverse retro jerseys, ah. that thing's a dime. I mean, that's a pretty dime. That's a pretty jersey they got there. I hate saying it. Give another team's credit. But what's retro if they didn't weren't even around? They've only been around for like three years. The, every team had like the retro jerseys, basically. And if they were the only one there, it it would have just make, didn't make any sense, I guess, for them not to have a retro some kind of versions of our retro jersey. So I mean, to, one, it worked out beautifully. Yeah, man. I, to me, like, it's it's just like a no-brainer, to be honest with you. Like, retro jerseys sell, honestly. And, I mean, a part of me wishes this, the Eagles would, would venture back out to the Kelly Green days. But, obviously, you know, there's there's some uh, legal issues there that reason why we can't do it. But it's clear. Retro jersey sell, and I and more NBA, more NFL teams should start doing it more often. I think they're starting to kind of loosen up on those rules, but I do prefer the black uh, jerseys over Kelly Green. Kelly Green, um, I'm not the biggest fan. Even if you try modernizing it, it kind of looks good, but to me, I still prefer the uh, the black jerseys over it. It just seems better for me. I like the black jerseys. No, it's it's fierce. Um, it's I mean, obviously, like they, they it's everyone started bringing on the black jerseys around that time period. Uh, but uh, if, yeah, if you're asking me, I would prefer the black jerseys. But like, do you remember when the NFL started feeding us that color rush bull crap for Thursday night football? I remember that, and it, some t- some Eagles obviously stuck with the midnight. Green, no, wait, it was black and it worked for them. Some teams went with like the main color, like the blues. I would have thought it'd been funny if it happened in the Super Bowl. Like, hey, you know what? If you make it set to these younger crowds, we're gonna make you do the midnight, uh, we're gonna make you do our um, rush colors 
I want to let thing in the New England Patriots in that rock color against the Eagles in the Super Bowl because they would have looked just as bad to an insult. Because their defense is bleeding. Yeah, man. That's, that was rough, dude. That was absolutely <laughs> How do you feel about tomorrow's match with the Union? Uh, this is a must win. There's no BSing around. It's a must win. And now the irony is, I think the fire might have to move for a third time in three years. Because right now, everyone's leaving out of um, Soldier Stadium. Because everyone's moaning and groping about it. Even right now, the Chicago Bears are looking at moving an hour away at an old horse track stadium for the new stadium. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I actually found this out. The original version of Chicago uh, Field that they actually hold more stands and more people than the, the uh, way it is now. Like they literally put more people on top of it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It actually struck capacity. There's like no parking. There's a lot of problems. Then why don't we trade with the Eagles? Why don't we move to the South Philly and they go to Chester? You know, it's already there. The contract, I think it's 2026, and that's going to get brought up, but it's going to stay there or not. Because that was maybe it's considered a 120-person stadium. Who knows what's going to happen with deals. But remember, I mean, go ahead. ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, the um, the deal with the Sixers are coming up. And they realized, hey, just move the chance to make it bigger. I didn't have a problem with the design. The pro- the um stadium that the Sixers selling. My problem was with it. It was very small capacity. I'm like, wait a minute, this is a big basketball city. You're telling me you can't get like thirty thousand? I think that's what it is at Wells Fargo, isn't it? Like thirty thousand? I think you're right. The Sixers? I know Six Florida years, probably a little around, more. Like, yeah, Flowers are like around twenty thousand. I think you could get like around Sixteen, you get another ten thousand in there, at least. Uh-huh. Uh huh. game, and that's like surprised me. That um, what's gonna happen next? I'm gonna deliver. He's gonna ship him off to New York. The owner that worried about the Sixers after everything we've been through, and you pull that little stunt. It's absolutely ridiculous. I do think that there might be a little bit of a trend going um, in the NFL. Like I see like San Francisco, obviously the two New York teams, Dallas, uh, where you like <clears throat> the NFL likes to capitalize on that tailgating culture because it's ridiculous. Like you have like literally acres and acres of eight and acres of a bunch of cars parked up, people bringing their grills, their cornholes, their coolers of beer and alcohol, and it's an actual freaking business. So um, I know they have the ability to have all the parking lots uh, around surrounding the sports complex, but there has got to be a little of an allure to have like a couple acres of land in the middle of nowhere to have football games. True, and that was the – that's what was with the um, Eagles – because I always didn't have to go into the ticket. I could just sit nearby at tailgate. And I could tell if it's dead quiet. I know the Eagles are doing like four, four, four that crap. But if it's roaring, 
I know it's doing extremely well. I right. Know it's the same thing as um, where you see with the spectrum. You could hear hear them run roaring. Yes, sir. Joel Faraby interviewing here. I'm, I'm probably a little behind as always, but it, it just started like a, uh, 20 seconds in. Hey, Ian, let me ask you. So on my mind today, we had uh, Joel Embiid. Um, do you feel like he gets the love he deserves nationwide? Yes and no. <laughs> there are a lot of people who support him, like, especially from the former like, Sixers or like, come out to say, hey, yeah, he has the, should be the MVP. Ah, crap, we're down the penalty kill. But there's a lot of people, I mean, don't who who basically said we don't want this process to come here. And the whole part of that process was because of the super teams. You, you didn't want us to start thinking just to form a super teams start forming super teams that shouldn't have been assembled in the first place. And I get the you know, I get I know why they just get more right kind of ratings out of it. And it was semi successful with Miami. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Beat around the bush on that one. I think it was what two out of four championships they won. Mm-hmm. So you could say yeah they had some success, but it it wasn't supposed to be that. Not 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 five, not six, not seven. <laughs> sort of stuff. But that was the thing. I think that was sort of sort of. And now look how they're setting up the NBA. The problem with the NBA now is you. You can get a ten teams in there with thirty. So you out of thirty teams in there, you got like a whopping seventy percent chance of getting in there into the playoffs at this rate. I think there's a lot of problems within the NBA that needs to start getting fixed out. You start need to start expanding. Maybe start relocating. And maybe moving Sacramento to Vegas. You could still keep the name. That works. That actually works. <laughs> you can't do that. That actually works for a basketball team. You want to move OKC too? Uh, oh, no. OKC did extremely. Thing, actually, I. Ian, I don't know what was going on, man, but you you were getting really, really choppy there at the end, man. Um, it was it was sounding a little little off there. Um, let me see. Let's try one more time, Ian. How you sound? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ian. Ian, Ian no, no worries, man. We're, we're going to close out here in, in a minute now. Um, but, Ian, we'll we'll catch up on Monday, man. We're going to do another episode of OI. We'll, we'll catch up again there on Monday. Just get, get that get that uh, that, that mic fixed there, my man, all right? Um, but, no, guys, uh, as we, we – uh, Andrew's excited. He's sags nothing. Game one against Atlanta. Let's go. We got this division going to the bottom of the first <laughs> second. Okay, I was about to say that. I thought we already went through the first inning there, but not, not a problem here. Um, the Flyers are currently in their uh, first intermission break. So, Taryn Hatcher and I believe we got uh, Al Morgani. Here today, the Sixers are currently tied at halftime, seventy to fifty-four. Sixers definitely came to play here tonight. Um, what do you got? Eric Bledsoe is leading the team with points with his twelve. Man, Eric Bledsoe, lol. 
<laughs> uh, for the Sixers, uh, Joel Embiid is doing his thing. And listen, to, with all this talk about not people not loving Joel Embiid, like, let him go out there and ball out. If he wants to ball out, make a statement. One game, he gets one game. Let him drop his 40 to 60 points. You imagine he gets 60 points. I think his career, what's his career, like 50 points, something like that? Um, so, yeah, that would be definitely fun. Seth Curry came to ball, ladies and gentlemen. He's got 16 points. He's 4 or 5 from the three-point line. He's 6 of 8 from the field. So, shouts to, to Seth Curry. He's out here balling. Uh, ben Simmons has got 26 points. No, I'm just kidding, guys. He's only got 6 points. I'm sorry, guys. That was messed up on my part. But he's, uh, he's 3 or 4 from the field. He's got 6 assists. I'm sure he's got a lot of good defensive stats right now, but um, the Sixers are taking care of the New Orleans Pelicans as we all kind of expected here. The Flyers are tied one-to-one. TJ Oshie tied it up, and uh, the second intermission has just begun. And, yes, those Philadelphia Phillies are up 6-0 in the bottom of the second inning. Yo, could these are these bats finally alive, man? Are they finally alive? I don't know, man. Ian, don't don't worry about it, brother. We'll uh we'll, we'll catch up on Monday. Goal, goal by who? Logan, are you are you blowing this for me? Goal by the Philadelphia Flyers. Wayne Allison, uh, assisted by Nicholas Hubei Kubel and Oscar Lindblom. Yo, this Wade Allison kid, I'm excited for man. I'm excited for, dude. We just ah. so. So I brought this up with the Philly sports guy, and I know he didn't like it. And probably some of you Flyers fans are not going to like this. But I feel like this offseason, you know, this offense kind of needs a little bit of a revamp. Now, obviously, love Sean Couturier. Would love to see him finish his career out with the orange and black. But a part of me does feel like when I'm talking about value, right, what's going to give me the most bang for my buck in a trade? And to me, it's um, Sean Couturier. He's got the most value, in my honest opinion. I feel like anyone would take him. I'll take a couple good, young, good, stud offensive players, maybe a defenseman in there, a one offense, one defense, right? As much as I would hate parting ways with Sean Couturier, I think you could get a really good haul for him. And guys, listen, this Flyers team needs to make a move of some sort like that this upcoming offseason because – We've tried and we've tried this. This team went from being the hottest team in the bubble to taking a huge step back this year. So you got to do something drastic this offseason to to just revamp it a little bit. Retool. We'll call it a retool. And I'm not talking like a Howie Roseman retool. I'm talking like an actual retool. So it, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason, but, man, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, guys, it's, it's, it is Mother's Day weekend. Make sure you guys take care of moms. Let, them, let her know how much you, she means to you. Uh, moms are super important. Without, without them, they, are, they, they wouldn't be here, obviously. But uh, moms are just like a great – like it's, it's different from the dad. Like I feel like the mom has always been like – at least my mom has always been like the more supportive one, um, much more warm to go to dads like to give you the the tough love and which is all good it's all good i'll probably be that way as a dad to be honest with you a little tough loving doesn't hurt the kids um but definitely give give make sure mom it feels appreciated this weekend ladies and gentlemen um you don't have to give mom a, 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 a you know a luxurious gift um but definitely take care of moms this upcoming weekend as swanson has dansby swanson you son of a gun home a homer at the bottom of the second to uh get up get a run up for the braves 
Let's hope this Phillies team can finish out. Uh, obviously, Eflin is on the mound. We'll see how he does. Like I said, just take it to six innings, and then we'll see what happens after that. Bullpen's got to do the job at that point. But uh, I, I like this lineup. I, I really like this, this starting pitching rotation. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening in on to another episode of Oyen Philly Sports. We will be signing off here now. Do not forget to like and subscribe to El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Parcero Philly, on Instagram at L underscore Parcero underscore Philly, on TikTok, L Parcero Philly. And of course, guys, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can find them all there. Leave a little rating. It would mean the world to me. Maybe, maybe a little nice little comment too. This guy's a lunatic, but you should watch and you should listen. I really appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. Go Philly sports!